Welcome everyone to the comments section. I'm Tim K. This is a podcast where we talk to the anonymous trolls, philosophy kings, edgelords, knowledgeable insiders, I am very smarters, and god tier shit posters on the topical issues of the week. This week we are talking to Sargo8. We are going to talk to him about sources and journalism, anonymous sources, uh, his time that he spent as a journalist, and we're going to talk about those things right now. First off, I just want to say I'm sorry I've been gone so long. Uh, I haven't done this in a couple months. Um, number one, I am in engineering school. If you've ever listened to some of my other podcasts, I think I've mentioned it. Um, so December is obviously a time for our finals, and I had to heavily concentrate on that. Uh, other than that, after school was over, I just felt like taking a break. Um, this podcast kind of like helps me relax a little bit. It helps me do have some kind of creative outlet while school's going on. Uh, so I didn't really feel... It was all that necessary to do it this last month, so uh, I've been out of the loop, but we're going to start back up with that, um, and then hopefully I can keep up with these. Uh, I am having a baby soon, and it's going to be my first kid. That's going to take up a lot of my time, so I am going to still try to release these every two weeks, uh, but I don't know how well I'm going to be able to conform to that sort of schedule, so uh, bear with me. I also want to apologize because uh, the audio does cut out a couple times during this interview, so there's just like a little bit of dead space in some of the answers. Other than that, it's pretty clear. The setup for this interview is pretty straightforward. Uh, Sargo8 was kind of in a Reddit slap fight um, with some other Redditors over anonymous sources in mainstream journalism. Uh, this comes out of an article from CNN. Uh, where they said during one of the recent shutdown meetings, uh, Trump basically said he can't go back on his word for the wall and to reopen the government um, because it would make him look foolish. And that quote comes from an anonymous source, someone whom the journalist from CNN said was familiar with the conversation. That got me interested in the way that people view anonymous sources in the media today, particularly from the right, um, and that's why we're doing an interview with Sargo8. Uh, and so without further ado, here's Sargo8's comment. Q is just the right's version of leftist journalist sources. Just because someone is a source doesn't mean everything they say is accurate or given without agenda, especially just gossip and exclamation point. Sargo8, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Uh, thanks for doing the show. Uh, one of the things that um, attracted me to this was the idea of sort of attacking uh, sources who are anonymous in journalism. This has mm -hmm. been like kind of new to me. I I didn't know that this was a problem for people at all until maybe very recently. Okay. I've seen in a lot of like uh, right wing circles. Uh, people do this a lot, like tech and anonymous sources um, to sort of mm -hmm. discredit uh, mainstream journalism in general. Uh, so my first question is, is, like, would you consider yourself like part of that right wing culture that does that? Or do you have some more specific take that's been around for a lot longer um, than what I'm used to seeing? So what am I? Uh, <laughs> I'm probably, you know, I guess if you look at me on paper, I'm more right leaning. But I mean, if you look at me as the whole, I mean, I'm a registered Democrat, so mm -hmm. I'm kind of all over the place on that. But when it comes down to sources and things like this, I mean, at least with this specific, it's just basically somebody saying, hey, I overheard these two people saying something. 
And neither Schumer nor Trump has either been like, oh, yeah, that actually did happen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, and Schumer was asked about it and he was quoted as not, uh, you know, not going along with the source. So to me, as a journalist, well, as well as a journalist, whatever, bullshit, um, that's uh, it just sounds like bullshit. So have you had this opinion about um, like anonymous sources for a long time? Or is this new to you? Uh, no, no. It's kind of all culminated like probably around this year. I've seen a lot of uh, posts about anonymous sources and things like that. And just I, some of it just sounds very unbelievable. Almost like they're they're just handing you this wonderful information that you could run with. And I mean, sometimes for a source, they may do that. And if the journalist doesn't do their job and check everything, then they'll just print whatever's you know the sources told them and go on their merry way. And there's really no way for us to uh, to make sure that everything's okay. And you know, I don't know. Maybe that could just be um, you know, uh, if uh, a journalist at CNN is given a source, and then maybe they could have it fact checked with uh, another organization. Maybe you know that could be a good thing. So just uh, two different organizations looking at the same source, making sure the information is credible. So you've had a, a growing distrust of the media, like as of late. It's been like you've yeah. noticed it's sort of like uh, getting deeper for you. It it has. So I've been censored a couple of times. I've seen. Uh, I've. So it's uh, it's unfortunate, but it is uh, something that is kind of growing a little bit more. You know, as when, the time goes on. When did it start for you? Um, well, apart from uh, when I was working as a journalist, um, I think somebody on Reddit called that an appeal to authority, which is a logical fallacy. So I'll give them that, you know. But uh, but it was probably around uh, 2014, 2014. Uh, August. What happened yeah. then? Um, there was a whole bunch of journalists who, uh, like, a day or two after an event happened, dropped like 14 articles about just uh, shit talking. Uh, I don't know, gamers, gamer culture, and they all kind of, all these articles sounded oddly familiar. So, and then it turns out like a couple months later, they were basically in like a, a group chat all working together on these articles, which it's a little, little unethical, as they say. So is a, that, little, a little uncouth. Is that uh, Gamergate? Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, it might've been Gamergate. Gamergate, okay. <laughs> so you said you worked as a journalist. Um, you mentioned yeah, it a couple times. Well. Uh, mm-hmm. is there any way, I know that we kind of talked about it a little bit, um, when we were chatting, uh, is there any way that you could sort of, uh, give your credentials for that? Or, I mean, like, I don't want I'm not trying to ask you to dox yourself or lose your anonymity. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, is there some sort of information you can give the audience to sort of, I don't know, maybe. I mean, I went to two, um, what you call it? Society of Professional Journalists, uh, SPJ events. Okay. I went to one with uh, Michael. Uh, uh, his name is very hard to pronounce, but it ends with a Krasinski or something like that. And he did, what was it? Uh, it was like a chopped salad, chopped suey, something like that. But it was just about graphic, uh, basic graphic design. Mm-hmm. The one I went into Chicago in the basement of the hotel, we signed away our First Amendment rights. And we got free breakfast, but it was in the style of like, you lost all your rights. So you weren't allowed to even choose what you wanted for breakfast. I asked for orange juice. I got milk and, you know, lactose intolerance. I couldn't drink it. So, <laughs> but, you know, that was, that was the thing. That was the gimmick. Who but, asked you to sign your way your rights? So, like, what, what, what oh, event the, was this? The, uh, the organizer, which was, um, 
he led a paper down in Florida, I believe. He took them from being like, a, you know, what do, they, what do they call it? Like a zero to a hero. Okay. So <laughs> he basically led them to design, you know, beauty. So and I was working uh, a little bit with Photoshop at the time. I was uh -huh. designing my own section. And, uh, and then eventually, like my last year, I was a uh, lead designer and uh, I helped a lot with the design on the paper. And I used a lot of what he used. So, so you designed the paper or did you write for it? Um, so beginning, like I was an editor for three years and then basically the last year I decided to, uh, create the position of lead designer. So that way I could help design the rest of the paper. Cause a lot of the other designer or the, a lot of the other editors didn't have a lot of the Photoshopping background that I had mm -hmm. or new InDesign. So I basically would stay late and help them with their section. So, so I'm still kind of confused, confused about this, uh, this event in Chicago though. What was mm -hmm. the event? Like. What were you attending? It was, uh, what was it? It was like a free speech. Uh, it's basically um, a way to teach about the First Amendment. So okay. all the things about it, where you got freedom of speech, religion, uh, what you call it, assembly, uh, grievances, and there's probably one more that everyone forgets, so it was so, like which a, I'm sure I'm forgetting. It was like a workshop or a class or something like yeah, that? Yeah, a workshop, exactly. And it was run by an editor of a Michael Florida Kuretsky. paper. Michael Kerensky. Yep. Okay. Kuretsky. And... Mm -hmm. It was so okay. So it was a workshop for journalists to talk to mm -hmm. teach them about First Amendment rights. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, and Michael okay. Koretsky was also the journalist um, we involved with uh, GamerGate for uh, SPJ Airplay. Okay. So why mm -hmm. did you have to sign away your rights? Was that just like part of a like a? Oh, it was to get for get for the free breakfast, of course, <laughs> and so that way you can appreciate them more. But you know, for the free breakfast. Was it like a lesson you're supposed to learn, or was there like a legal reason? Yeah, you're why supposed they... to learn a lesson. And oh, okay. unfortunately, during that, um, when they took away our rights and I got thrown in prison at least twice. For What? You got thrown in prison? And uh, we got the breakfast that we wanted. So look at that. <laughs> so how, so w w wait, so how did you get thrown in, in, a, in prison? Was it? There was a, there was a prison during this workshop. If you uh, broke the you. rules, if you, you know, rebelled against the government, they would throw you in a prison, quote unquote. Which is basically just somebody in a black shirt telling you to walk over here. Gotcha. Like they wouldn't put your hands on yeah. you or anything. Yeah. So it was so, all just through suggestion and coercion. Was this a public event or was this like a very private one? Oh, uh, well, I mean, it was just for people at the conference, really. So okay. all right. So it was a conference. It was open to all kinds of uh, people in the journalism industry. Journalistic, specifically uh, the the papers, the the type of paper that I was at. So sure, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Small paper. So what kind of uh, news sources do you subscribe to? Um, so I've been doing, um, I don't know, I try to get all my news from different places. And unfortunately, I've been banned from Twitter numerous times, so I can't really use that one anymore. But uh, so I've been doing, I think, Yahoo, which is like 90% Kim Kardashian and bullshit like that. Mm -hmm. So that's not really news. But I'll go to BBC, I'll go to CNN, I'll look at NPR, and then I'll look at Fox News. I'll go, I'll try to get a broad sense of what's going on and then make my own conclusion from there. Does every anonymous source to you seem equally as uncredible? Or no. Uncredible, yeah. Only this one specifically seems okay. a little incredible, especially since on Friday there was a news article basically stating that Trump said that he was going to like you know keep the <laughs> keep the government closed until uh, what you call it like until taxes are due. Mm -hmm. I can if you want people in open rebellion, don't don't give them their income tax like <laughs> or don't give them the income return. <laughs> oh my goodness! So 
Do you did you have any personal experience with uh, like anonymous sources um, turning out just to be hearsay, like while you worked in that industry? Hmm, that's actually a really good question. Um, we didn't work a lot with anonymous sources. Um, a lot of our, um, I mean, let me. I'm thinking. <sighs> a lot of the a lot of the pieces I did were. Uh, relatively i don't know i guess you'd call them fluff it was only the last couple of pieces i did that were that i felt were real investigative journalism mm -hmm. um but all my sources uh even even when i got like insider information the person still told me to put their name on it okay so like i got somebody gave me emails from like a manager who was lying and they were like yeah yeah put my name on them put my name they were they were basically a, a pretty uh, popular group that was supposed to come and perform and they, they ended up not doing it because of how mismanaged this agency was. And uh, they were just like, yo, basically just like, fuck them. You know, we love the people who work there, but fuck that guy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're, they basically wanted me to put their name on it, which was fine. So, you know, I told, I offered them absolutely 100% anonymous source, whatever, but they gave me evidence with what they were saying. They weren't just saying, you know, heat mail me this or heat mail me that. They sent me, you know, evidence of the emails they sent me screenshots and things like that things mm -hmm. that i thought were credible so so during this sort of uh i don't know what you want to call it, reddit slap fight or whatever it was um oh, yeah. that you want to call this thread uh you were talking about this you brought up a story about um getting into basically some sort of row with your own editor because you were mm -hmm. writing a corruption piece about one of his friends Yep. Can, can it was actually the, uh, the new, yeah, yeah, sure. It was, so the old editor in chief, um, I was quite acquainted with. And then the new editor in chief that was coming in that got voted in, um, I was only there for a couple of issues after they came in, but, uh, they, they were not, uh, friendly with me. So, and that's just, uh, there <laughs> was just history. You know, we tried to be friends with this person, but, uh, in all honesty, I just believe that they were some sort of a psychopath. So, but you know, you can't really prove that. So, oh, you <laughs> so that it. could be considered yeah. hearsay, you know, or, uh, you know, an anonymous source giving hearsay. <laughs> well, that, I mean like the juicy part of that story was like, like you got fired for this reason. Like there was this here, like in incorrect. That... I quit. Okay. Oh, you quit. <laughs> okay. okay I gotcha. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, um, and uh, so, yeah, the, the juicy part is that, you know, I, I quit at the end of that, but I was also planning on leaving anyway. So it just made it made sense timing wise. So I'd already been training my, like a replacement type person. You know, I had them in the back of my head as this person could replace me. So but yeah, so they were friends with the person uh, who headed the the agency. I was um, what you call it. I was doing my report on and uh, <laughs> like, I mean, that's that's really just my my analysis of the situation like why else wouldn't they run my article showing like forty thousand dollars worth of mismanaged funds like that's pretty decent number for a small town so and like that should have been front page and it wasn't it was <laughs> second page on like the bottom left it's basically the graveyard of the newspaper mm -hmm. who the fuck's gonna read that so <laughs> so what kind of what kind of uh journalism what kind of print or whatever kind of media do you um like explicitly not trust like what what kind of things do you look at and you say i'm never gonna bother reading this because i know it's not trustworthy huffington post buzzfeed um i mean places like that places where their their agenda is front and center right right where it's right where everyone can see it does agenda uh sort of uh what, what's the word i want to use 
uh, like outweigh. I think the, the point of a journalist is basically to be neutral, is to tell the story of whatever's going on in a, a neutral Hello? For a dry, but it was just the facts of the matter. X amount was spent here, X amount was spent for this event. Same things happen at these events, but this one costed 10, 20 times more, and there's no reason for that. So I had a lot of opinions about that. I, I you know, interviewed people out on the street. I got like 30, 30 interviews from people around the town, and I figured that was a, a, a nice little smattering for the small town that I, I was in at the time. So I went with that. That took like a whole freaking day to do. So that was annoying, but whatever. <laughs> So, so do you the, like any sort of like coloring of factual information is not worth reading? Like, I mean, if facts are still presented in it, like, doesn't doesn't that mean that the reader there's still a lot of information and good information to get out of an article, even if it is does have a bias or an agenda? Mm. A lot of the times, though, the reader isn't going to make the effort to go somewhere else to get you know, see the other side of the story. So you're just going to have people repeating your slanted views from an article. So it's just going to have people with a, a one-sided opinion of a, of a thing, you know, of a, whether it be a, a person, place, thing, or idea. So I'm not sure that's what journalists, journalists are supposed to do. They're not really supposed to shape the opinion of the, the people they're serving. They're supposed to give them the facts and information, and the people are supposed to make up their mind on their own. But doesn't that sort of paint like all opinions as equal? Like, isn't there something like also wrong with that? The idea that, uh, you know, I could read a set of facts and come to the correct decision and the next person mm -hmm. could read the same set of facts and come to a totally different decision. Like, doesn't that sort of place a responsibility on the journalist to say, hey, look, here are the dry facts. But also you should be sort of leading you to a conclusion about them, which is the correct one. Like, don't shouldn't they be doing that or at least trying it a little obviously you can totally abuse that authority but mm -hmm. isn't there room for that well i think there's always room for that but you have that's why they have the opinion section of a newspaper so for places like that or you know letters from the editor which is basically the editors giving their opinion on something mm -hmm. so i feel like uh a lot of editors nowadays are using their platforms their newspaper platforms or uh, websites etc as more or less a soapbox instead of their actual job so which is pre to present the facts i believe that they're putting their opinion first and then facts second all like right. in the story that you know i got all upset about yeah so mm -hmm. my last question here is uh what did you hope to get out of this comment so like when when you make a comment like this like what is the purpose behind it what does it what does it do for you or the world or for reddit or the thread or what have you like what value do you think could uh, be taken from it what is uh, what is q what is q? what are what are these what are these sources that are going to cnn and saying that trump uh, said he would feel foolish and things like that. What are their purpose? What are they doing? Are they they're they're basically doing the same thing? They're playing to an audience. One of them's playing to the left, and one of them's playing to the right. Isn't that isn't that kind of like a, uh, what you call a false equivalency? Though I mean, isn't Q like purposeful misinformation? 
you can make that argument, but then couldn't you make the argument that these these sources are purposeful misinformation? At least coming from the source, not necessarily the journalist. The journalist might be a might not know any better. Right. Well, the source could be lying. Right. We don't know. Well, that's what I would say would be the big difference. There is that you know if if you talk to a guy, you know, one of the one of the aides who was in the room, let's say one of Schumer's aides or something, who's okay. in the room for mm-hmm. this story, you know, and he goes to whoever at CNN. You know, and says, hey, this is what I heard. Um, okay. Isn't that something, isn't that reportable that, hey, I talked to a guy who's familiar with, you know, the conversation. This is what he told me. Isn't that sure, something I mean, that's worth reporting? Why can't Schumer back it up? Oh, well, how's he if I was Schumer, If I was Schumer and this is what Trump said, yeah, I would back that the fuck up. Oh, well, I mean, you're just... I, but that's kind of like a politics. You're you're picking apart Schumer's politics, right? I mean, he Maybe. could have his own reasons for not backing it up. He could say this doesn't suit me politically, so I'm not going to back the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I'll, I'm still trying to come back to the false equivalency thing, though. That like you know, the journalist is still he still has his integrity if he reports what the credible source told him, even if that were or were not true. Uh, but, but it's Q, basically just hearsay. I mean, the, something that would be more credible for me is if the, the, the guy had an actual recording of the conversation. Well, yeah, but he certainly. doesn't. He only has what he heard. And I don't know. That doesn't that doesn't flow. That doesn't go very far for me. OK, so when you I want a little bit more with my evidence. So if, if, if you hear it, even if it's somebody familiar with the conversation, uh, you need more hard evidence to, to suit your taste. Is that correct? A little bit more. This almost sounds like I mean, it it's almost sounds a little bit too good to be true don't you think um i don't know <laughs> i mean on friday he i mean that that's your opinion but trump, on friday you know trump was he was pouting out that uh, you know he was going to keep the government closed until uh, income tax time so i mean trump says a lot of stuff i don't know if yep. i'd put anything past him right now so <laughs> i mean he's lost half his cabinet but you know these things happen Thanks for tuning in this week, everyone. Uh, Like I said, I'm sorry that this podcast hasn't been around for about a month. It wasn't around for pretty much all of December. Um, But going forward, we are once again going to be trying to stay on track with this. Uh, Next week, I hope to be interviewing somebody from Pizzagate. I found a pretty good comment. I'm going to try to interview a mod from the Pizzagate subreddit uh, and talk to him about that, that, uh, that conspiracy and that culture. I also want to remind everybody that we are on iTunes and Google Play and pretty much anywhere that you can find a podcast. So if you're just listening to this on SoundCloud, find us other places. Be sure to rate us and comment us and uh, all that good stuff. You can follow us on Twitter at Comsec Podcast. You can follow us on Reddit. Uh, just find my username, the comments section, uh, and underscore between each of those words. I'm Tim K, and this has been the comments section. Yeah.